Welcome, everyone, to a brand new show on the Podcast Network here. I'm so excited. I've been wanting this to happen for years. <laughs> Actually, it's been a it's been a few years since this 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 fellow amazing co-host and I have talked on the airwaves, but we have a new show. This is our first episode. It's called Quarantined and Nowhere to Go. That's not our <laughs> that's not our podcast title. This is our episode title because we are quarantined. We are locked down. And yes, folks, of course, I'm Brian Kluger. This is the podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and I'm joined by the one person who I would probably just want to be quarantined with and watch horror movies and even other movies that I wouldn't like with in life, Susan Kamyab Stevens. How the heck are you? Hi. Oh, such a nice uh, introduction. I- I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Doing too bad. I'm uh, not doing too bad. Considering, you know, that everything's gone to hell on the handbasket in the world and we're living out an outbreak type situation here with Dustin Hoffman. Cajun. I know, (laughs) right? It's crazy. It's crazy. This is, but you know what? For those who don't know, who don't remember, we've. We've been doing a podcast for a number of years, probably for like six or seven years. And Susan and I, amongst several other friends and colleagues, did a show. And it's just been it's been a long time since we've had you on the air. And I've just got to say, I'm very excited that we're doing this finally because we've talked about it for so long. Uh, we see each other at the movies and whatnot. And I just. Just happy to have you on the show. It's it's a it's the Susan and Brian show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. No, it's been it's been a while. It's nice. It's yeah. We had we've been on like two different podcasts. Yeah, third one now. So it's really nice. It, it is. It is. It is. It is all variety hour, everyone. And <laughs> so and so, the last time we talked with Susan, she was involved in so much stuff. She was like working for Irving Community Television. She was working with a newspaper. But now she's like doing all sorts of things. She's going to Hollywood to New York. She's being flown. It's okay. crazy. Tell me about this and tell me. Tell me why I haven't been stowed away somewhere to go along on this journey. Oh, gosh. Well, I am still with uh, Irving Community Television, ICTN. So I basically, I I do that um, quite a bit, which is, it's crazy because we're still doing it. Uh, Even we are not quarantined at the station. That is not shut down. That is happening still. And um, that takes up a good amount of time. But I also still have my website, thischicksflicks.com. And that's where I'll write movie reviews and post my interviews. Um, and just last year, actually, I got into the what was formerly called the Broadcast uh, Critics Association. It's now called the Critics' Choice Association. And um, also in DFW Film Critics Association as well. But the Critics' Choice, that's, um, that's a national um, 
Film Critics Association. So, I, I, it is, it's really cool. It's awesome. But, yeah, they they have some good perks in there. They'll Netflix flew us out for a few screenings for the Irishman. And, um, I mean, they, I didn't go to the one for, uh, marriage story, but they did that and two popes and that's, it's quite an experience. And then I think the, the one of the coolest experience I got to do was getting to go to the actual critics choice awards this year. That was unbelievable. Um, still surreal. I'm, I'm really, the only thing that's been a blessing about this whole coronavirus is that it didn't happen during award season. Cause one, I'd be crushed if the Oscars got canceled, but I'd be really sad if I couldn't have at least gotten to the critics choice. of awards. Because, because, because you don't really watch super bowl. Your super bowl is like award shows because I, I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. I, I don't like awards and award shows but i know you do and i i mean now you you're kind of like living the dream your dream like you get to schmooze i mean who did you schmooze with who did you who did you clink drinks with who did whose numbers did you get there who'd you flirt with what's happening oh my gosh well my husband was with me so i didn't flirt with anyone <laughs> he was who i was flirting with but if miles teller was I there did. you would have I- been flirting <laughs> Oh, I would have loved to go. I really wanted Shia LaBeouf to be there. I told Trevor that too. I was like, if Shia LaBeouf is there, game over. Like <laughs> I, that, I did meet Noah Jupe. No, uh, no phone numbers exchanged. But one thing that was cool about all these stars is like they grab your phone and take the selfie with you. I don't know if that's a control thing or what, but that was very consistent. That they would be like, yeah, you got a phone, and they'd. They'd grab it and take it. So, like, uh, yeah, uh, Noah Jupe. Um, uh, I was really excited about Milo Ventimiglia just because Gilmore Girls, but also This Is Us. And uh, meeting him was really cool. And, I mean, but when I found out that Shia LaBeouf wasn't going to be there, my number one person I wanted to meet was Adam Sandler. I told Trevor that before we left. And we made it a mission to go up to him. And he was amazing super cool dude he was like lines for him practically but he was very nice the whole time like never acted annoyed and super humble and friendly so that was like my favorite person i I think i probably met to be honest but beanie feldstein was really cool too Um, jonah hill's sister right yeah yeah and i did actually she was when i got to talk for a while and she just the cool thing about her is she's not hit that quite like she was just grateful to, she was telling me she was just grateful to be there. Like she was like, I'm just, this is so cool. This is so cool. Like we're here. Like I'm just happy to be here. Like that's what she was saying. And I was like, I'm happy to be here. You should be here. Like, like it was, it was very cool. Cause I was like, she's very down to earth. And, uh, Aquafina was, she was interesting just because I would have guessed that she would have been the type you, you think that she's like, as she is really nice, but you think she'd be super jokestery, but I think she's actually quite the introvert so but she was really nice all right all right and so so you get to do this now you got to do this i'm trying to figure out how i would perceive myself at one of these functions i have no idea what i would do that's what i'm actually curious about is how would you even be because you don't like award shows wait when you say you're on the opposite end of the spectrum i'm curious does that mean you like football no, I like sp- I like watching sports, not particularly football. I I, I love watching baseball. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, I mean, I watch the Super Bowl and whatnot, but, you know, I mean, award shows, I just could care less, I guess. Yeah. So it's, I, but to be in a room with, you know, the filmmakers and actors, it just seems like a rush. And I'm curious on who I would actually want to speak with. Yeah. You'd have to, you have to like be quick and you have to be. There's definitely a technique to it, I would say, like, you know, but what's the uh, technique? Did you learn the technique or were you thrown in and had to figure it out for yourself? I feel like I just I'm very different than a lot of the people. A lot of people who've been there for years, they know, like, I mean, the, you're, you're emailed that you only go up to them during commercial break, which there's a lot of commercial breaks, luckily. And those can range from one to two minutes. So that's where you have to, like, pick your like person before. And you're not supposed to go up to them while they're like eating food and, you know, be a human being and be like conscious of that. But I mean, I think just don't be like I I personally would never be super abrasive. There's some people that are bolder than me that have no problem to just, you know, attack and just be like, hey, I want to take a picture with you and whatever. And and I think the stars, I will say this, that they know uh, maybe it's because it's it is the critics choice awards and they're like understanding that it's, you know, we voted. I, I don't know what it is, but they're very friendly. They're very welcoming. There are some stars that they have a person next to them. Like Anne Hathaway had a person next to her and those people will say they're not taking pictures. Doesn't mean you can't go up to them. You can still go up to them. Well, unless the person says don't, but um, they're not going to like take a picture with you and they kind of give you that heads up. But uh, I don't know. I, I am really curious who you would have gotten most excited. I think you what you you'd probably go for Adam Sandler. Oh, for sure. He's one of the tribe, yo. He's a Jew, yeah. just yeah. like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know who would be there. I would probably be on the lookout for somebody like Gary Busey or Gilbert Gottfried. You know, those are my two heroes. Yeah, well, they they're not there. They're, they're not, not going to be there. <laughs> they are not going to be there. I think what I'm curious, and that's the one thing that I hope that we still get this opportunity to one day get to interview Adam Sandler because I was, I should have prepared more what I wanted to say to him, and because you do only like if you only have ten seconds to talk to Adam Sandler, what are you like going to say to him? Like that's that's really what. I think is the most challenging thing is what do you want to say to these people besides like, congratulations, good job. Great work. I'm a big fan. And then I'm like, crap, I feel like I should have said something else. <laughs> I loved you in dirty work with Norm Macdonald. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. There you go. There you I- go. So, so, you know, we're in a new year. Do you think, that with this coronavirus, this outbreak, this lockdown, do you think they'll actually do it in person again this year? Even if, let's say, in three months, everybody's fine, everybody's back to normal, things are back to normal. Do you think Hollywood or the actors would actually risk going and having press there and schmoozing? Or do you think it'll be different? What do you think? I think it'll all depend on how quickly this is resolved. Now, this is fixed by April, May, I think things will go back because that's award season typically starts back up in January. So that will have been a really good. If one thing we learn, people for, forget very easily, right? Like we, when we had the Ebola, that was people forgot about that after that. So I think 
good lord. I mean, I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't take longer than May. If it falls into like winter territory, yes, I do think something would be different. Right. No, I think so too, uh, and it's very unfortunate. But I before we get into whole that whole thing, so you you got into these got into these uh, associations. You're doing well. You're doing this chicks flicks. You're doing Irving Community Television. You are still reviewing and everything like that. Any anything else on the horizon or that you're wanting to do? Uh, honestly, I just want to with ICTN. I'm just trying to, you know, do as much work with them as possible. Hopefully, grow within that company, and just because I kind of get the best of both worlds, getting to review film for them and also cover stories for ICTN. So like, you're like legit reporter, right? Yeah, yeah. In on in addition to the movie stuff, I do a lot. Actually, the majority of my work for ICTN is doing re- entertainment reports for them. So I'll cover events around the city, festivals, art shows, plays, restaurants, things like that. So I mean, they're limited right now, but we are finding kind of new ways to do stories a little bit less than 10 people kind of things, kind of promoting the way the library's trying to check out books for kids right now, uh, promote the restaurants that are doing to-go orders, because Irving has a lot of small businesses that need people to go and get takeout. And luckily, we have previous coverage of footage that we've done before that we can just kind of get the clips together and just promote that these restaurants are still serving to go food and that kind of stuff. Well, all right. That sounds like you're keeping busy in these trying times. Yes. I, yeah, I'm not, I mean, we're going, I mean, I'm still doing the, I've got a movie review shoot on Monday. So it's not, like I said, that's the one thing I'm surprised. I was in the station yesterday just wiping down. I wore rubber gloves. Um, just, Not the first time you've worn rubber gloves, have you, Susan? No. <laughs> no. I cook with <laughs> rubber gloves. No, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so let, let's 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 talk about let's let's talk to the folks about being a film critic in the media industry. In this current climate of a lockdown and quarantine, you're not supposed to go outside and gather with your friends. You're not supposed to go to a restaurant because they're all closed. Bars are closed. Lounges are closed. Stores are closed. Only thing that's really open are the market, the grocery store, or perhaps your bank. Uh, and then movie theaters have closed. Malls have closed. It's just – it's getting it's, – it's gotten insane. So – what it used to be like for us as a film critic, I mean, at least for me, you know, prior to two or three weeks ago, we would get tons of emails about movie screenings around town, and we would gather at the local movie theater, watch movies together, enjoy, we would do PA tours where we'd interview actors and filmmakers, and, you know, it was kind of like a interactive kind of job where we could work from home, but we also got to go out and experience the films in person and do events with them and marketing and promo stuff. But uh, that was that's what it was like for you, right? And even more so because you're at a television station. 
Yeah, no, it was all that, like what you just said. And then even, yeah, more with ICTN, we get emails all the time of events to cover. So it's really weird, like looking at my inbox, it's so grim. Like I've had to delete things and it's just sad getting the emails of all the cancellations of the screenings. And it's just, I was so used to going to like almost two screenings of week and like i miss i miss the movie theaters like that was my second home <laughs> no no for sure that's where you and i and our friends preston and matt and gwen would meet up and get to talk and hang out and joke and yeah. watch movies and have a drink or two uh so now i guess for the last couple of weeks you know the publicity people have reached out to Susan and I amongst our colleagues and basically have said this movie's not coming out right now. It is to be determined at a later date. There's no which release is so date. scary, by the way. I think seeing the words "to be determined" like like or indefinitely that that to me is terrifying. I don't. I like it's to a, know. Yeah, date. it's scary, but this is like unprecedented. This coronavirus. Yeah. is they don't know when it's going to happen there's no there's no guideline there's no outline to deal with something of this scale so instead of saying okay it's going to be released June 30th no like what if it doesn't what if things are not better by June 30th they're what? not going to have to change it again they're just going to say okay but if everything is better let's say by April 30th then they would maybe come out you know first or two weeks in May and say okay Slate is now here. Here it is. But I mean, it, what it's like now, it's grim. I mean, I'm getting screeners online that I can watch my computer on my Apple TV. And I'm, of course, getting yeah. Blu-rays through the mail. But is that the same way with you? I never did the Blu-ray thing. So I don't get that. I'm getting I'm, I'm getting emails from like people who those small low key screening types uh whatever screener uh pr people they're like the kind of not really the movies i don't know how you would describe them but they're the very 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 low budget films if you want to call those and uh they produce pretty much are usually like straight to DVD, if not just on demand. Um, but other than that, honestly, I mean, I have my streaming sites and it's not really, I've just, I've gotten just a lot of emails of people saying like, you know, move on, will happen then. And, you know, letting me know that all these other films have just been postponed. That's all. Yeah, that's basically what it is. I mean, I've been getting, I mean, they're not, I mean, we wish that they would send us a screening link to like Fast and Furious 9 or A Quiet Place 2, but yeah. they're not going to do that. However, however, let's talk about that because all these movies have been canceled. But yeah. how are – what's Hollywood and movie studios doing? Well, it was released this week that at least uh, Universal and maybe Paramount have decided to release some – movies that are in theaters right now available on demand through iTunes or other streaming services for a price of $20 or 19.99. So for instance, if you haven't seen The Invisible Man in theater, by tomorrow you'll be able to watch The Invisible Man on iTunes for 20 bucks. Yes. So, I would imagine if this is going to go well over the weekend, more studios are going to adopt this 
this way of doing things so at least the studios can make some money in the meantime because theaters are closed. You can't go see movies. Movie studios aren't making money or as much as they could be. So the question is, Susan, $19.99 for a movie to rent for 48 hours. Is that highway robbery? Is that the cheapest thing ever? Or is that in the middle? I, I say it's in the middle. Well, actually, it really depends on how many people are watching. Uh, I know that the three, so far, they've mentioned just three titles that they're releasing, which were Invisible Man, The Hunt, and Emma. And I think you're right. I think it's going to be a test run and seeing, like, how this does, and maybe more movies will follow. Now, for me, like, for example, The Invisible Man, if I decide to purchase that, that is just going to be me watching it. No, by myself for 20 bucks, not really worth it. Now, if somehow I'm able to get Trevor to sit down and watch it with me, yeah, totally. I think that's fair. If a whole family decides to watch The Hunt for some reason, I wouldn't recommend kids watching that. But then, yeah, that's a steal because for five bucks a ticket or some, however many people are watching, then, yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's – yeah. it's, it's fair. It's fair, though. I see what they're doing. I don't think it's highway robbery because, you know, a whole family could end up watching it or two people. So that's, yeah. Yeah, two people or four people or five people or even more. And then mm-hmm. you have it for 48 hours. So technically you could watch it two or three times if you wanted yeah. to. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. It's, it's, it's an interesting way to go about things. 20 bucks. So I'm not sure if I'm going to do it since I already watched The Hunt and The Invisible Man in the theater before everything went to hell in a handbasket. But right. uh, I, I'm curious on other films they're going to be doing because there's definitely movies I would like to see. And I would hope that they would somehow send us film critics, our professional film critics, a link so yeah. we can review it before it's actually released. Because right. that's kind of that's what it, everybody's doing. Right. I, I will say if they do that, if they decide to keep, like, if they decide to do, like, A Quiet Place 2 or Mulan or whatever else we had lined up, things like that, um, I would say they should, I would I would hope they would at least send us critics, like, screeners, you know, maybe even even if it was a screen, screening link that was only available for 24 hours, whatever, just because... I mean, it is. We would have gotten to see it in theaters for free before, anyways. So, I don't know. And I mean, I, I also understand if they don't do that, I would probably pay for a quiet place too. Uh, I would absolutely do that. I would as well. And you, you got to think of streaming services such as Hulu or Netflix, who have billions and billions of dollars. I'm curious if there's been any talk between like. Universal, Warner Brothers, and Netflix or Hulu to mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, for the next three months, here's $15 million to release this movie on Netflix for, you know, one month only or something like that. You know, I think that would be kind of a cool route to go down as well. Uh, just because, you know, let's say they did that with the Fast 9, you know, Fast and Furious. That would, I'm sure they would get new subscribers and people would tune in in 4K to watch Fast 9. Even though Fast 9 is probably a movie you'd want to see on the big screen in the theater with the sound. But, you know, yeah. in these times, we might not be able to do that. And I'm just curious, with all of that said, how are we dealing with this the best way we can as far as, okay, so we're not... 
well, I mean, I'm, we're not really doing anything theatrically review wise, but you know, for me, I've done some stuff for Netflix recently. I've been doing Blu-rays and just whatever, like you said, the small independent chain of films that have been coming to us, which is good for them. I think, I mean, Hey, it's a great thing. Uh, and so I would hope that more people like that and more indie filmmakers and even film festivals can get a very easy setup for press accreditation just to screen new movies so that they can get the word out because film festivals are canceled. Yeah. Is that how you're dealing with things? Yeah, I mean, I haven't um, done a lot with... Honestly, I've actually taken this opportunity to watch things, like, old stuff. Like, as far as just rewatching, I've been watching, like, things uh, that I've been wanting to rewatch, especially on Disney+. Plus. That's kind of been my thing. But I do agree with you. I think that would be really smart for uh, studios to maybe get with the streaming sites, like Netflix especially, and they probably would make at least a better, I would imagine it'd be a better um, sale for them to do it that way versus risking it for people to pay 20 bucks a movie. I don't know if they'll do that. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I'm, I, I don't know what's going to happen because I think every day is something new and something that has never been done before. So I think it's just all a learning curve right now. Don't you think? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's that's what's so scary about this is I, I don't – there is no telling. I'm just kind of staying optimistic. I, I keep having hope. I'm like, okay, we're still in March. So maybe, maybe this will get figured out by April. And I'm like, oh, China has it controlled. They're, they're figured it out. So I'm like, well, if China has it controlled, can we, like, take some notes from them? But apparently then I hear we're 10 days behind the plan, whatever plan there is. We're not really getting any information. I don't know if we're really going to know. But I think that's what's scary is that all we can really do is take it one day at a time. Yeah, for sure. It's that that, that's all we can do and just uh, try to do business as usual from the, the quarantined house of your own. Yeah. And yeah. So in. In your opinion, is this something like, you know, a week ago, I think even as quick as a week ago, all of us were still out and about and thinking, okay, I mean, is this really that bad? But right. <laughs> now, what do you, th- what, what are your thoughts? What is your theory? What is, what do you think? Like, oh, this shit is serious. Shit just got real bad boys style. Yeah, I am actually, I'm on that because literally this weekend I went to a friend's wedding in California thinking, oh, this is getting so crazy. Like, this is so ridiculous. I was like, people need to calm down, you know, like it's not even that bad because the airports weren't even that bad. I mean, I took precautions. I wiped down, I wore a face mask, all that, but just on the plane really, but everything felt fine in California. It was in Pasadena. And then I kid you not, like the day we landed back in, uh, it was Sunday. And that was when they announced the lockdown was happening on Monday. And it was Monday when I was like, shit just got real. This is for real now. Like the fact that they are closing down restaurants and bars, like that was when I was, I was 
okay, this isn't a game anymore. I don't know what the like, people need to take this seriously. Honestly, it's a little frustrating to see how spring breakers are just parting it up and they don't care because we should be doing our part to, to not be spreading it because, you know, you and I, we're in the, we'll be fine if we got it, but it's about spreading it to the, you know, elderly that, that can't, that aren't going to survive it. Right. And I think that's a, it's a scary thing. I think, you know, people our age, you know, it's very rare, but people do get hospitalized and it's, I don't know. I I don't know how to deal with it other than just kind of do what I've always done is kind of, yeah. you know, stay at home and write. And then I would venture out, of course, and do things all the time. But now I'm just really not doing that. I'm trying to do my part and just kind of staying out of the way. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, too. I'm, I think there's some things, obviously, like I have to go to the station sometime because it's like you said, business as usual. Uh, obviously I'm not going to the movie theater. I'm not, there's no shopping. There's lots of things have been limited. It's me staying at my apartment and thus I have to go to the bank grocery store, get gas. Maybe I mean, gas is at a very low price. So that's kind of nice, which seems insane, right? Like if, if, if a, if a Bush was in office, I feel like it would be the total opposite. (laughs) Something yeah, I, happens, it would be like five dollars a gallon instead of like one thirty a gallon, basically. Right. I have no idea why it's so cheap. Um, but other than that, yeah, like I've literally only been going out because I need to, like grocery store. Like I, we did, we have gotten like takeout food. Like the other night, we we got Shake Shack to go. Um, but it's again, it's very very few times. And so I do feel like my life, it's crazy. Just starting on Monday, my life has felt like it's changed so drastically. Um, I don't know. It's just weird. It's more the vibe. It's more the vibe of it because I don't mind being at home, but it's just more the whole thing of like, okay, I cannot go. It's the movies. I think it's really the movies. That's really good. Well, it sucks. It's where it's, our it's our it's our synagogue it's our church it's our like you said home away from home for us film critics like we feel comfortable in our house of worship which is the movie theater (laughs) well what's scary too is i mean you know there's movies that they have like if you think long term there's movies they have in the you know can ready to go but then after those then they can't even like shoot film so then what about the films that are going to be like held production wise right yeah no i don't know i think there might be a few weeks without movies coming out which i think movie movie studios should just re-release old school movies like et or goonies and people would absolutely flock to see these movies sure sure that would be a smart thing to do i mean they're gonna have to figure out something i i don't know that that's why i'm like oh please Please, God, please let this not go any longer than at least not May. Like, I'm like, I feel like we can recover if it's by beginning of May. Maybe not too much damage. But then you hear these horror stories of, oh, this could take 18 months. And I'm like, what? 18 months? What? No, wait. If it took 18 months, nothing – how would anybody survive? Nobody would. (laughs) No, I think the world would go insane. I think they would. Right. Like, that's – I you – then you're really li- – it, it shows you how much I 
took things for granted, like as far as just going out to a restaurant and like uh, just being able to go do things, just leisure things. Like, I, I don't know, like the how much businesses did like kind of help us live our lives, like go get our nails done, go shop for clothes. I, I don't know, like anything like this is it's just crazy. I, I, I hope it doesn't last too long. I can't imagine it lasting too long. Hopefully, two weeks to four weeks is what I'm hoping for. But that would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be best case scenario. But who knows yeah. what's going to happen? Uh, I, I would like to talk about there. There's two. There's two productions. There's two things that Susan and I both love dearly, and both I would believe shows were affected by this. Um, so I love pro wrestling and Susan, you love the bachelor was the yeah. bachelor or anything like that hindered by this, or is there any other reality show that you watched that was plagued by this, uh, uh this virus? Yeah, I do. I'm kind of lucky because the other shows I watched, so like, um, married at first sight, that was already like done. So they're airing. And I think the only thing that would probably be, um, hurting is if they do a reunion that's live. So that might be on halt, but they're airing out same with RuPaul's drag race, drags race. It's, it's just, um, again, a reunion thing would be an issue. It, and then Shaw's a sunset that one too, but it would just be reunion. But so they just finished The Bachelor, luckily, like, Peter's season just ended, and they announced The Bachelorette, Claire Crawley, who is, like, a big deal just because she's the oldest lead they've ever had. She'll be 39 when it starts officially going in, uh, starts filming, and they even released her guys and stuff, but they were supposed to start start shooting, like, this week or something like that, because they were set to air in May, uh, that halted. They had to have everyone go home. And so they don't even know when they'll do hers. I mean, I hope they don't cancel hers. They probably won't just because she is such a big deal. They are talking about recasting the guys since the list is out. Um, but also she, she's almost 40 and they had a lot of 20 year olds in there, which was kind of ridiculous. It's like the whole point of having an older bachelorette was to have older contestants. Just saying, but <laughs> That was really irritating. But uh, also, they oh, so they are lucky. They had a spinoff show, Listen to Your Heart, is supposed to air in April. I'm assuming that's been filmed and that's been shot. So, again, that might just be an issue of a reunion show. Okay. But they, they did have another spinoff slated, Summer Games, and it's where they get previous contestants to come out and they make them do, like, Summer Olympic challenges. They did this during Winter Games too, like uh, same kind of thing, but with the Winter Olympics. And it's just another way to do ridiculous challenges and have people hook up with each other. But that was for probably for sure canceled now. So they will not be doing that at all. They don't know what this means for Paradise. So it kind of actually messes up all their stuff because they had a reality show for almost a good, like, you know, slated for a good couple months throughout the year. And now this just, it, you feel bad for the crew that's involved for it because this was their job was all these shows. And I don't know. So I, I'm, I'm hoping Claire's season is at least still going to happen. I just don't know how it's going to affect at this point, how it's going to affect when um, bachelor in paradise is going to be too. 
Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, what? Nobody's shooting anything, I guess. Really, I no, read an can't. yeah, I read an article that the German Big Brother reality show are still don't know about it <laughs> because they're still like they can't have any outside contact with the world and they're still like in their house. So I wonder what's going to happen when that show ends. You know, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, Chris Harrison, the host of the show, he is he's been very much quarantined in his house, telling people to stay at home and yeah, hopefully that they are able to to do this cuz that's just that I think that's really what's so crazy is you know, it just again with like the movies and TV shows, you don't think about how it's going to affect like your entertainment. Like when it actually is affecting things we watch, that makes them seem so much more real now. Like movies and shows like this feel so real. Like they're experiencing what we're experiencing. Right. And it's a interesting little, not divide, but a connection with Hollywood and movies. I'm like, oh, people are doing the same. People are getting sick. I mean, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson and Idris Elba, they're sick too. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And so on the other side of that pro wrestling, WWE and AEW. So it's oh oh my goodness. So (laughs) WWE uh, owned by Vince McMahon just held out for as long as he could on WrestleMania, which is always the first weekend of April. It was going to be in Tampa Bay and Vince had no, no zero zero plan of canceling he did not want to cancel he wanted it to go on but of course federal state regulations you can't have more than 10 people you can't have more than 50 people at a gathering so of course mm-hmm. wrestlemania brings in a hundred thousand people or more at least just to the stadium where it's held but uh more so in the city itself wherever it's held so it was canceled and now wrestling uh the wwe and AEW on TNT have been doing live shows for empty audiences, empty arenas. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. So WWE has a performance center in Florida where they kind of train their wrestlers. So they have like a full kind of arena set up with that maybe seats 500 people. So they've been doing it there. They've done like the commentary team and then just wrestlers come out and do like their thing. And they even talked to the audience. Stone Cold Steve Austin came out, drank (laughs) beers and said, can I get a hell yeah. And the camera panned to an empty audience and it was zero. It's just, it's bizarre and surreal to actually see wrestling without its fans because something like The Bachelor doesn't have fans live. And pro wrestling is the one of the biggest parts of pro wrestling is its fan base and its interaction with them. So it's very strange. So WWE has done an okay job with it. It's still very weird. Now, in regards to WrestleMania coming up in ooh two weeks or so, they did cancel WrestleMania in in Tampa. However, it will be held at this at this performance center in florida over the course of two days without an audience and new england's patriot star rob grogowski will be in the wwe now and will be 
uh, hosting and part of it. It's weird. But yes, there will, will be over two nights, which I'm happy for. I've been saying for years that WrestleMania is like eight hours long. They need to do it over two days. So I'm happy about this, but it's going to be weird to have WrestleMania in a very small venue with no audience. I don't know what to think about it. And then AEW, one of my favorite promotions that just came about this past year, uh, they're on TNT every Wednesday night, and they did a show in front of nobody. However, they had all the bad guy wrestlers on one side and all the good guys wrestlers on the other side of the uh, their little area where they filmed, and you got to hear them, you know, cheering and booing the wrestlers on in the ring, which was kind of cool. It kind of brought a little element of audience to it, but it was fantastic. They did pyro. They, I mean, but still, to have an empty arena, no audience for wrestling is just too bizarre, too strange. And I, they're, this is how they're dealing with it. And I think watching it at home and people talking about it online, I think it's kind of garnered a little following. So I, I think, you know, other, like, I don't watch late night TV as far as, talk shows but i know they stopped filming and they stopped filming with audiences and stuff uh, like that yeah so it's it's just kind of what we got to get used to for in the near future to see these types of things done and i you know what i genuinely think after all this is said and done no matter how long it's going to take i think even if it's momentary i really <laughs> think there won't be any racial barriers <laughs> between Race? humans uh, as far as meaning like you know before this you know there's you know political divide on republican and democrat and you know black and white and stuff like that but i just think after all this once everybody's able to get back out together i think there will just kind of be a universal love to see one another again even do if you think so I, I I hope so. I really, th I but I do think so. I think just people will naturally like, oh, it's just so good to get out and see everybody and shoot the shit and talk and just, you know, not get into it. Even if it's just for a couple weeks, I do yeah. think it, it will be like almost a peaceful utopia between everybody and, oh, we're back out again. Yes, it's so good to see you. Hugs and kisses. And then... And then we'll get back to, you know, arguing about petty, stupid stuff again. But I think there might be like that small little glimpse above the storm and clouds where you see the sun and you hear, you know, like an angelic voice like, oh, and everybody's embracing. But then it'll you'll fall back down without the virus, but going back to war and stuff. But I, I hope for that. election starts really kicking in. <laughs> right, right. Oh, no, we can't go into that just because, oh, my no. goodness. You know, there, there's so many theories like, what if what if the, the current president decides no voting because of the virus and he gets to stay at, you know, he's just That's staying. That's not fair. <laughs> no, no, correct. No, it would be crazy. Okay. So, so okay, let, let's move on from this and let's let's talk about you know, a couple TV shows or movies that we want to recommend to you in this quarantine time. So, Susan, what what you got for me? All right. Well, I I got 
I got some for uh, each um, streaming platform that I that I can think of, at least. I know there's plenty. There's so many this time. But um, one for uh, Hulu, which, keep in mind, Hulu has so many great stuff. But Plus One, there's that romantic comedy that I'm a big fan of uh, about a couple, their friends, and they decide to go to eat two weddings with together and Anyways, you can do the math there of how that goes, but it's actually a really sweet story. And Amazon Prime actually has like awesome movies. If you have the Prime membership that's included, there's a low key kind of romantic dramedy in there called The Good Guy. It stars Alexis Bledel from Gilmore Girls. I like her. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff recently. Yeah, I know. Is she not in? I don't watch Handmaid's Tale. Did she like die off or something? No, but I think that's the only thing I've really seen her in, like as a big part, other than Gilmore Girls and her little very small stint in Mad Men. But uh, okay, yeah, I actually watched this movie because I had like back in college, I was so obsessed with her for a while because of Gilmore Girls, and <laughs> um, I looked for movies for her. That's why this movie is so like I own it too, and a lot of people don't know about it. Uh, it has, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he was in, um, he was in One Tree Hill, this guy, but, uh, anyways, it's a, it's a really great romantic film. She's, she's awesome in it. I really like her too, but it it has a very, it's a, it shows you just how much, we trust the narrator and how you what happens when the narr- when you like side with the narrator that kind of thing. I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't want to give it away, but it's a it's a very it's it's good. The good guy. I recommend it. Also, Brittany runs a marathon. Honey Boy, Big Sick. All of those are on Amazon Prime. Great films. Uh, Netflix. Obviously, that always has a buffet of movies too. But The Spectacular Now is in there. Sierra Burgess is a loser. I don't feel like a lot of people know about that one as much. How you uh, led with a Miles Teller movie. <laughs> of course. That one is so good. You like uh, that one? I like that one. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just okay. like how you led with it. I, I, yeah. I know where you're coming from, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, that's like his, I don't know. That might be my favorite role of his, actually. And then I have, like I said, Disney Plus, I have been enjoying this stroll down memory lane of watching all the Disney channel original movies. I just watched motocross and that one is like very good. Brink is a good one. Um, but, and then as far as TV shows, I don't know if you can um, watch all the seasons of these, if they're available, but this is us. If if somebody hasn't started that yet, that is a great show to watch. I watched Jane the Virgin recently on Netflix. That was a good one. There's so much people that you can you can watch and be entertained, but are, are you not entertained? I, I just want to comment. Uh, uh, I just want to comment on this is us. It should be called this is BS. Oh come on! What? <laughs> hold up! Hold up! No 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 no! Is this is this Brian judging from like clips or an episode he walked in while Pharaoh was watching and? Didn't like like what what have you actually sat down and watched it from the beginning? No, I have not. I mean, I yes, I watched like the first two episodes. I watched the Super Bowl episode, and I've seen here and there, and it's just oh, it's such a painstakingly bad show. Oh my, <laughs> false! So strong, 
false. This is this is when Brian and I we gotta like we'll have like debates. Like <laughs> I just like how can you say that? Like what is your, your like evidence on this? It's, 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 more- it's cheap emotional BS bullshit, and I think they just there's a pattern in a formula and it's a horrible formula and I think it's just the cheap way to get you to cry and I don't like any of the characters I don't like how it goes back and forth in time or even now a days they're trying they're like going in an alternate reality like it just doesn't make sense. alternate reality they're fast forwarding like <laughs> what happens in the future that's an alternate reality <laughs> like, no but like there, there's been a couple times where one of the characters or at least in very recent episodes where you'll see what their life was like if somebody hadn't died in the in the show that was the first time they did that in this last episode that was the recent episode <laughs> they've never done that before that was a very that was rare that was that wasn't even like i'm just selling was, they're on the island they're off the island who the hell knows it's a terrible show <laughs> don't listen to this guy <laughs> he's wrong it's so good i know i'm i'm in the minority of the thoughts on this show but i do stand by my belief and i haven't seen every episode i've seen enough and you know i think a show that did it really well was six feet under in a kind of similar way about a family in grief and life and obstacles and stuff like that i just thought that was well done i but in here i think it's the prime time safe crowd type of thing and i just i don't like it i think six feet under which i'm sorry no 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 go ahead go ahead oh weird it was like crackling a little i think cut out but no i mean i think six feet under was just it was also on a different like channel what what was that hbo HBO, yes okay so they have room to be which i you're right you're the reason i watched that show thank you it was a i thought six feet under is a fantastic show i will agree um but it was on hbo so they have a lot more room to be like r-rated there was a lot of r in that and then they could be more graphic and crude and i don't know like this is us is definitely a family show and it's it's family friendly and it's prime time and cable like yeah <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yes, anything good and new out right now, watch it. I just, I don't know. I still, even in quarantine times, I still love to despise that show. (laughs) That's so crazy to me. What do you like that's like... Honestly, like not not uh, HBO Showtime kind of show. What's like a drama series that's on regular television that you actually like? Ooh, that's a really good question. I might have to come back to that. I'm trying to think of stuff that I would watch. I mean, that, that's on currently? No, even like back in the day. Like, did you have those? Like, I was a big Everwood fan. Did you like that? I didn't like, like Everwood. I mean, I love Little House on the Prairie. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> you okay Buffy's good you Little House on the Prairie and you want to talk about bullshit oh like, no Little House on the Prairie is a goddamn treasure <laughs> oh my God. it's it's a show it's a show like Gilmore Girls because I love Gilmore Girls even though That's I think okay. 
Gilmore Laura, Girls, you do like that. Okay. I do, even though I think Lorelai and Roy are just horrible, horrible people and characters. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the best people when you no. rewatch. I've rewatched it a few times. I'm like, oh my gosh, what irks Trevor is their waste of food. No, that know. is, I kid you not, I showed him an episode where they had a, they had a movie night and they had a table full of food <laughs> and it looked like they put a dent in it and he was like, what are they going to do with all that? And I was like, they say they put it in the fridge, but you also see Lorelai quite a bit, like, toss things. And he's yeah. like, that's wasteful. I, I remember articles being written about it. Like, you know, if the Lorelai and Rory were real women, you know, their teeth and breath would be horrible from all the coffee <laughs> and they would be 500 pounds because oh all God. you see them eat were chili cheeseburgers and donuts and Pop-Tarts. Like so much crap. Chinese yeah. takeout, like everything. They don't cook. They don't eat frozen foods. It's like all horrible, yet like they're teeny tiny people. <laughs> right, right. But I think like um, with Little House on the Prairie, it's kind of like in a way – Gilmore Girls, where there's really nothing at stake in the show. You just kind of like the characters, and there's not nothing like very big conflict. It's just kind of like endearing and charming to watch, and it's kind of like a simple, makes you feel good at home type of show. And that's why I really liked um, <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. And I know I'm weird. I, I love Western, old Western stuff like that, and I I still watch it. I have every season on Blu-ray, and. But no, I, I mean, I watch primetime shows, you know, I, I watch stuff yeah. like that. I just don't think there's a whole lot right now with, you know, the addition of HBO, Showtime, Stars, FX, and the streaming services. There's just so much better things out there. You know, I, I watch 24 and Alias. I watch those shows and Lost. Yeah. Well, 24 was on FX, right? I don't know. Which one? Wait, was 24 on FX? Maybe it I'm was wrong. on Fox. Was it was on Fox, yeah. Oh, that one was on Fox. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, then fair enough. I still just don't understand how you can love Little House on the Prairie and give so much shit to uh, This Is Us. Cause, but I think it's stemming somewhere to the fact that you must just not like you, – you don't like the characters. That I think that's really where this all stems from because – you obviously like people could argue a lot about Gilmore Girls, and you love Gilmore Girls, so I don't no, know. No, I do. I I, th- I think I think it's just everything is way too forced, and in, in this is us for me, and I just Maybe like yeah, I just I, I can see that if they do. They really do. I mean, I cry almost every episode, but. and that's what they want you to do. It's heavy handed, forced stuff, and I think they do it in a very cheap way because they've got to get it all in forty two minutes. And I just, it's just kind of like, oh, here we go again. I can't do it. I want story and whatnot. I guess it just isn't, even though I know what they're doing, I don't feel as forced. But maybe sometimes for me, I feel like there's, I like those shows every once in a while. It's good to have a show that will give you a good cry. So I like that. I almost really want to do a show with you that's all about This Is Us on why you love <laughs> it and why I hate it in each episode. Yeah. No, I I think it's so it blows my mind your logic and reasoning on things sometimes <laughs> you're not consistent you're not consistent with your stuff like you'll like bash something and be like oh i love i love Ver- you like veronica mars i do i love veronica mars it's such a fun show i love it <laughs> it's just but i feel like yeah you could so easily be like 
no, nah, it's a stupid who who has a detective in high school? That wouldn't make sense. She couldn't do homework. Or, <laughs> like I don't know. It's just like you're very. It's 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 like trying to understand Brian's mind is really. It's I, like I'm I said, a, I'm a complex not, person, Susan. I'm a very yeah. complex. <laughs> Out of all the film critics, you are by far the most inconsistent with what you like, which is interesting. It's just like you never know what Brian's going to like. I give like. everything a chance. I, I'm not going to say like – I mean I'll go into a movie like, oh, this is going to be horrible, but then – it, maybe it won't be. Maybe I'm like, yeah. oh, that was really good. There's some stuff that you are, I know going in, you're going to say is dog shit no matter what. Right, right. I, I would agree with that. So a good example of that was Ghostbusters 2016. I was the one that says, like, I'm excited for this. It's got a cast. It's got Paul Feig. I'm excited. Then I saw it and I'm like, oh, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Bad. It was bad. Yeah, it, oh, it's terrible. All right, all right, all right. We, we got off on a tangent. Yeah, let, we let, let, me, let me recommend a couple things that I've watched yeah, recently. Okay, everybody, starting on the 20th at midnight on Netflix, there is a new documentary series called Tiger King oh Murder, God. Mayhem, and Madness. Holy fucking Moses. This is probably the best documentary I've seen in like 15 years. You watched it already? I watched all of it. <laughs> I watched oh L7 episodes. Tiger Brian, King is what? I just want to tell you, Trevor and I and my family, we all went to this guy's uh this guy's thing in Oklahoma. His What uh, you went to Joe Exotics? <laughs> yes. So I have firsthand met the guy, oh shook his hand, all this stuff. He is. I want to watch this because we we have pictures with the guy. Like no we, way. Yes. You're like a celebrity to me now, Susan. <laughs> he is. We thought he was a nut job then, <laughs> and he is. He's a character. He is. I can't wait to watch his documentary because I want to know. He was promoting his album there. Yep. His, he, had, he had his CDs. He was like, yep. you can go buy the CDs. They were there in the gift shop. And oh hey, but, but his park was badass. It was a very good park. Okay. Okay. So let, 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 me, let me tell everybody why you should watch this documentary series on Netflix called Tiger King. So these filmmakers, which I love how these documentaries are in, made in this fashion where the filmmakers are making something – on film and then something happens and it totally changes the direction. That's what happened here. Huh? These filmmakers were making something on a reptile and then just some guy showed up at this reptile place with a, uh, with a leopard in the hot ass van in Florida. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, I'm going to sell it. So they kind oh. of followed this guy. Like, where is this guy going to sell a giant leopard as a pet? So it turns out there's this huge network of people who collect big ass cats for pets, petting zoos, you know, not really state sanctioned, but like tons of tigers and lions and bears and exotic animals. And so there's three main people in this movie and this. So one of them, which Susan just described that she went to his zoo in Oklahoma is Joe exotic, who is a gay cowboy who has multiple husbands he's married at the same time and lives with 
and he has a mullet, and he yep. has this zoo, and he hate and he sings. He has albums. It's ridiculous. If you see this guy, you think he's like completely on meth. Yep. So there's this guy, and then there's another guy called Dan- Doc Antle who has provided a bunch of lions and tigers for Hollywood movies, but he also has a like a not I'm not going to state like in air quotations a zoo. Um, but he keeps all these wild animals, tigers and lions. But he also has like a cult where he has a harem of young women who are married to him and have his kids and take care of the park. It's insane. And what? then Wait, they're... The same person? No, no. This is a different oh. person called Doc okay. Antle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then the third one out of this is a, a woman named Carol who started... Uh, Big Cat Rescue, which kind of is in line with PETA a little bit, but she is a soulless lady who nobody likes, and no, none of these people like each other, really. Well, it turns out that some of these people actually feed people they don't like to tigers, including the woman whose husband mysteriously disappeared years ago, and then... Joe Exotic was arrested and put on trial for hiring to murder this girl named Carol. And then there's a bevy of other ridiculous, insane characters throughout this whole series that you can't, you you won't believe. Like people, you, you will actually see people's arms getting bit off by the tigers at these places. You will see suicide on film. You will see, it's... I've never seen anything quite like it. And just where you think it's going, it goes in a different direction with betrayal and criminal activity and insane things. Like Joe, Joe Exotic is just... He wants to kill people, and he says it online, in videos, in a horrible, disgusting fashion. And... Every episode you watch, you're just like, this is too strange to be true, but it is true. It's all happened. And I got a feel for these filmmakers, like they're holding on for dear life, filming everything, because at any moment you would think that any of these people would kill the filmmakers here, (laughs) these documentary crew, because it's that intense and that crazy and that backwoodsy. And Susan... When you watch this, please watch this starting at midnight tonight so you can text me and say, holy shit, we went there. Holy shit, that guy. Oh, my goodness. Please watch this documentary. It will make you laugh. It will terrify you. Uh, (laughs) My jaw is dropped right now as you're describing this because I'm like, what? I I mean, I'm going to watch it because as soon as I saw that it was the same dude, I was like, I'm like, I need to pull up my album. We have like this, we bought pictures and stuff. There. No, right. And you're, you're going to hate that you went here too, but, and I haven't even gotten into the point where Joe exotic ran for president of the U S and governor of Oklahoma, <laughs> because that's in this documentary too. Wow. It, so he's not a good dude is my guess. Not. Oh, everybody in this, in this, documentary are absolutely deplorable despicable people and the one thing that you kind of take away 
is that all these poor animals, like it's, they're not treated well. And even though every one of them says they're treated very well, no, every episode your, your jaw is going to be dropped and you're like, no freaking way is this happening. And they get it all on film, including suicide and people getting arms ripped off. Like it's crazy. Oh my goodness. I, it was the most fun I've had with a show in a long time because I just, I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> I will definitely be watching this for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You, 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 I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to you about it. Yeah. Uh, and then another one that I just recently watched that doesn't come out for a couple weeks, but is on Netflix season three of Ozark with Jason Bateman and Laura Linnae. I've watched the first few episodes of season three and my, oh my, that show is intense, wonderful, and beautifully written. Uh, it is crazy, picks up of five months after it left off in the second season, and just when you think that it's not going to be as hardcore, oh man, it gets super hardcore with the cartel and the casino and everything, so I've been really enjoying that. And other than that, reruns of Letterkenny can confirm, and uh, just some Blu-rays that have been coming in, like Just Mercy and Spies in Disguise and... Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So all those have been coming in. But yeah, definitely, if you have nothing to do this weekend, please binge watch Tiger King. You have seen mm. nothing like it. And you should have nothing to do this weekend, so do it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes, of course. Now, if we, as we move on, uh, hopefully our movies and TV shows will. In the future, Susan, what movies or TV shows do you actually look forward to that have been canceled or do you want to actually see come out soon? Well, I definitely hope that, you know, I mentioned those reality shows that I'm watching. I look forward to their reunion specials that are typically around like their lives. So I do look forward to that. Um, movie wise, I was really excited for Mulan, a quiet place too i was kind of eh about i mean i want to see it just because I, I love the first one I'm, i've still been nervous about the sequel but also black widow that was an email that really like made me sad knowing that one was a tbd um uh, i guess as far as tv shows like the stuff that i watch is getting close to needing to be on their summer hiatus anyways but yeah i think for the most part i'm just it's the movies that I'm, I'm really like looking for because we were about to come. We, we were just, we were literally at the point we had like a dead month, you know, we had like kind of a crap month of movies, like dump month was happening and we were just about to get good. Yeah. Like, no, the, the quiet place too was like the next screening. Yeah. Was like, yes. quiet place it was like the, the kickoff. It was the kickoff right there. We're like, okay, here we go. Back to, back to the movies, like the season starting and now it's paused again. So I'm just like, what? Because I, I literally, nothing I've seen so far. I always make a list as the year starts before before I make my top 10 of movies that could be in my potential top 10. And nothing's really been there yet. So Right, right. And it's, um, it's uh, yeah, I, maybe Quiet Place 2 would have been on there. I... I echo Susan in all of these. Like I, I, even though I didn't want to see another Marvel movie, I kind of I really want to see Black Widow because I was just 
I wanted like five years without Marvel superheroes. And, yeah. But, you know, I, I really want to see this. I yeah. want to see Quiet Place too. I want to see, I, I literally, I don't think there's not a movie I don't want to go to the theater and see. Like, even if it is, you know, a Rebel Wilson movie, I would probably still go see it in the theater. <laughs> yeah, that might actually, that you might actually enjoy a movie with her right now. You wouldn't even care. Right, no, I miss it. I miss sitting next to you guys and, you know, right before the movie comes on, what do I ask you? Is this a true story? <laughs> yeah, I miss yeah, doing I'm, that. <laughs> thank God. I'm, honestly, the whole thing I've been grateful for, I almost didn't go see The Hunt. I'm like, thank God I went and saw The Hunt because that was the last time I got to sit with Brian and Preston and watch a movie. That was fun as hell. <laughs> and it was fun. And yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And that was the last of it. Like, I was expecting us to watch Quiet Place 2. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a bummer. I'm just... You know, I hope Wonder Woman's, that's another one, Wonder Woman 1984, right? Is that the right? Right, yeah, well, Wonder Woman 1984, even though I have not been enjoying the posters for it. I, yeah. I'm i curious just to see what they're doing with it. Uh, DC still hasn't really made a great film, but um, they're, they're, they're trying, which I give them props you know I'm, they're uh, trying wonder woman the first wonder woman i would say great i wouldn't say great i would say shazam <laughs> was better than wonder woman what is better shazam oh no sir but yeah and then another movie i'm looking forward to to actually being released everywhere which i did see already it's called the climb but I want everybody to see this movie. It's a yeah. great indie film about two friends who kind of just like sabotage each other. <laughs> it's like just... one friend sabotaging this poor, like nice guy. Right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah, one poor. Yeah, it's it's more one sided. But I, I really like this movie, and I just thought it was like it was sweet. These two friends are meant to be together no matter what, and I think they genuinely have their best interest at heart, even though they don't always show it but it's you know it's a it's funny it's you know a little sad here and there but it's a, i love it it's a feel-good movie it's wonderfully shot great cast um highly recommended you could go to my youtube brian kluger and search the recent interview i did with the two filmmakers and actors producers of the film it was a hilarious time we had a good time doing that um and then yeah the, the, these are what we're looking forward to and then uh our, our last little segment, Susan, what are, what are these simple ways to avoid cabin fever being quarantined up? As, as, it, as, as we're recording in Dallas, Texas now, it is the skies have darkened gray because there's a yeah. storm brewing. And, um, and so simple ways to avoid cabin fever. But I guess besides watching movies and TV, what do you suggest? Well, they and they are suggesting people go outside for walks. If you have a dog, I mean, take them for a walk. You just don't get within six feet of other people. Um, but fresh air is definitely good for you. You can do at-home workouts, I would say. People are posting so many yoga videos, workout videos. You can do those, like, 90-day challenges. Um, cooking. I've been cooking more after... I not do not hoard. I have to say, stop hoarding. Grocery stores are not running out of food or toilet paper. Get enough food for a week or two and go back again. 
because you're taking stuff away from the elderly that cannot be as quick as us. And, but sorry, I had to go into that. But before that, yeah, just, you can, you can cook, uh, play games, puzzles. There's really, there's a lot you can do at home crafts. No, I, I, I agree. I, I, I love to cook, so I'm just trying to make more complex meals just yeah. to take time. Like actually, you know, making pasta from scratch and stuff like that. Um, and then, of course, you know, if you have like a music library, CDs, records, you know, just yeah. pick out something you haven't listened to a while and listen to the whole thing. Or get yourself your camera phone and start and make a video. Make, make yeah. something funny. Just mm-hmm. create something. Draw or... I, I think this is a perfect time for people to let out their creative side and definitely do something like that. I, you know, I think that's a, a wonderful thing to do. Make, make a funny video, sing a song, write a song, or even make yeah. jokes on YouTube. Do a how-to uh, video of your job on, on how you, you know, teach somebody how to be a film critic. <laughs> right. Reading, reading Hollywood Kill Me. My best friend Hollywood Kill Me. She's a librarian and the reading, reading yes, a lot. If you, yes. So you I'm can still a- buy books um, or get books online digitally, but libraries are you mostly closed for the time being, unfortunately, as well as stores. So yeah, get on those digital e-readers and read some awesome books. I would say next time we could probably have a special guest named Gwen on to give us some book recommendations. Oh yeah. She's definitely, she's a literary expert. <laughs> I, want, I want her fan fiction of boy bands and sci-fi movies in this apocalyptic scene we're living in. <laughs> yeah. With some fan fiction, but yeah, I think that uh, I think that gives us a close to our first episode, the Susan and Brian Show. We will we'll retitle that for sure. But we just yeah. been wanting to do this for so long. We're just like, let's do it. We're we're at home today, and let's just let's just get it out there. And you know what? You know what, Susan? We we went we went quite a good bit here. <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably gonna need to cut some. stuff stuff out because i think uh for a while huh no i just i just love going on tangents with you on stuff that we disagree about and it's so much fun (laughs) i know there's so much i had to bite my tongue so i was like no we're gonna be too off track because i always there's one person i like to be like why but why (laughs) it's like brian i'll be like i don't understand your reasoning (laughs) i feel like that and like Oh, you don't like women in movies. <laughs> Which yeah, that's, that's that's what I hear every time I see Susan is I don't like women in movies. I don't like women. You don't like women. You don't like just women. don't like women. You just don't. I mean, he. To be fair, there's definitely things He'll that he has like, but it's. I I do have a theory. <laughs> like I'm like I don't know. I want the theory presented in a thesis, and I might I agree to, with like, you. Rack up my like my stuff and just keep this uh, keep this um, uh, in my like back pocket, so I can be like, this is what you don't like. See, it's something. I, I feel like there's like a there's an a, there's an answer here. There's a key here that I haven't quite gotten. <laughs> And I'll figure it out soon enough. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But we'll be here hopefully next week with another show. We're going to come back with like a new format. We wanted to talk about, you know, what's all going on around us. You know, 
Preston and I did a My Bloody podcast on this virus right before they canceled South by Southwest. Um, And then Mark Chafferdini and I did a little show about it. And now I think Susan and I are going to have a new, brand new weekly show. And we're going to figure out what exactly it is. But I think we've got something here. I think it's going to be fun. And even if it's even if it's just us arguing about movies we love and hate, it's gonna be yeah. great. Ooh, yeah. That rhymed. I like this. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. I'm Brian Kluger. You can find me at Boomstick Comics and High Dev Digest and Screen Rant and YouTube, uh, posting videos of sneaker reviews, Blu-ray reviews, record reviews, and just being silly. And that's where you can find me. Susan Kamyov is all over the internet, everywhere, in the darkest corners of the internet. Where? Okay. Uh, yeah, you can find me <laughs> on Twitter at This Chicks Flicks. Uh, there's also my website, thischicksflicks.com, uh, Instagram, scomyob13. And yeah, pretty much, I also have a YouTube channel as well. There you go. I need. I need to. I. I. I subscribe to your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we subscribe to each other. I've right. subscribed to yours too. Ex- excellent. So yeah, we'll we'll be back next week again. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and iHeartRadio. And we'll be back next week. Stay safe out there. Stay inside.